If you've invested in your business, chances are you've funded future growth potential through leverage and after filling out loan applications and undergoing credit checks. In the stock market, using debt is often called gearing. The new BetaShares Wealth Builder Funds, ASX ticker symbols G200 and GHHF, offer moderate gearing across Australian and global shares for investors who are comfortable with the higher risks associated with gearing their investments. You can discover how they work by visiting betashares.com.au. Please don't forget that gearing magnifies gains and losses, so read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to the Australian Business Podcast. I'm Daniel Golubev. I'm Jordan Kittis. I'm Owen Rask. We're here to help you make more profit, find work-life balance, save time, capital, and grow your business. Every week, we drop the best tax tips, marketing hacks, growth strategies, and methods to help you grow. If you haven't already, take the free Rask Business Course. Book a chat with me or Daniel at Grayspace. Or get in contact with us about business coaching. We also love hearing from you. So send us your questions and feedback using the resources found in the podcast player for each episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. Jordan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Daniel, welcome. Thank you. As always, pleasure. We are talking about businesses in a box, franchises. We've got yes. some questions. We're talking about all that stuff. Uh, we got a question that got sent through. I think it was on our Investors Podcast, the Australian Investors Podcast, but I thought it would be better answered here on the Australian Business Podcast. If you do want to ask a question or get in contact with us, Send your questions via the link in your podcast player. If you're on Apple or Spotify, just look down at it and it says, ask a question. Uh, Click that link and select the Australian Business Podcast. We're here every week. So sooner or later, we will get to your question. The question, and we're going to talk generally about businesses in a box, but this has helped set the frame of like what actually happens to people in the real world is, hey, broskies, um, I'm a physio planning to start my own clinic. It's a small business. I am torn between joining a pre-existing physio franchise group with processes and structures already in place or starting my own clinic and trying to climb that mountain myself. What factors would you consider when making a decision on this conundrum? Any advice from the appreciated. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's quite a bit to digest and process here. There's so many pros and cons. I think the first one is like you're not necessarily going to be the boss either because you've always got someone to report to a standard you need to uphold um there's a brand guidelines there's you know percentage of your revenue is gone there's so many different things um i think in, in a positive is that all the processes are pretty much done yeah like everything's done for you you walk in open find a place to rent and off you go can can we backpedal a second and say why what is a business in a box right, yep. daniel yep and why do people go with them? Yeah, so a, a business is like generally a franchise, right? Where it's a, a brand that's already been created, generated. It's got value in the name itself. Um, you know, you can probably think of many, many popular ones available, whether it's gyms, Domino's, McDonald's, or Porto. Like a lot of these big brands are, are doing it. Um, and, and more or less, you're buying into the brand. You're setting up your own little part or new component of that brand and you're working within their guidelines, paying them a percentage of revenue most of the time to use that, facilitate that. Um, and yeah, and that's sort of, you're just trying to work out what your net result is at the end. So I was on Seek Commercial, which is a website where you can buy businesses. Yep. 
And I would say I, I search for franchise with this search right here on my phone. But like this one here, this this is for a bookkeeping and tax franchise. So there you go. You guys are sorry, guys. Bad news. It's game over. <laughs> um, but I would say franchises are the most popular popular type businesses on the website. And like I just click on this one here. It says two hundred fifty grand. It's a beauty essential beauty franchise in Brisbane. They said it's around about two hundred fifty grand to buy the business. Talks about like the marketing support, the training provided, the skills, the length of the agreement, which is a f- offers both a five or ten year franchise term, um, and talks about the business, what it does, how it works. But basically, so you get all the branding, and you just come in as an operator, right? You just come in and operate. It's a that. turnkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an upfront commitment, so you have to pay to build the essential beauty in this case. <laughs> Sorry, essential beauty, uh, like to do all that, and then you pay the percentage of sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in like, say, like a Terry White pharmacy, for example, Terry mm. White headquarters will tell you which product needs to be on which yeah. shelf at what part. So it all looks the same. So does that sound to you guys like a, you're a business owner or is it not? I would say not because you have no control over using the, um, the maybe using the physio example. You're going to have certain branding. You're going to have to be open a certain amount of days during certain hours, there's going to be X amount of requirements for staff where you have to pay them. What, what else do you think? I, I feel like you're more of a bit of a contractor at that yeah, point in time as spot, a representative spot of a brand. So even then, you know, we, we've spoken about different, you know, on different podcasts about, you know, it being a part of who you are, part of your personality, um, and you can really put, you know, your imprint onto something. I think you lose that option franchising and you know a, a lot of that success like is it a success because you just happen to get lucky with a really good demographic in your area and you picked a great franchise like a mcdonald's where like, you're guaranteed uh, to make money yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't go wrong yeah it costs a lot right exactly yeah. exactly or are you a great operator yeah or are you a new True. operator you don't really know how to operate and then you're you know giving a, a fairly large percentage of revenue away straight away how much money you're really going to be left with yeah like I, I feel like unless you're an experienced operator and you've got you know some type of assembly line operations background i think it's going to be really difficult to make good money i'm not saying it's impossible i'm saying it's going to be quite yeah. difficult yeah it all comes down to i guess what business it is because if you look at i know Domino's are closing down heaps of stores but businesses like that your mcdonald's they're maybe not the best examples because you are going to make it's a proven model you're yeah. going to make money regardless these smaller ones um like the beauty business the gyms like they're very i think you're capped yeah in a service-based business you're yeah. capped and even if you continue to grow that so is your your fees that you're going to incur from um because you're you're part of a franchise so so sometimes in these businesses you can also have things like where you have to pay a certain amount for like rebrands. Mm-hmm. Like if you're on a service station, that's like a branded one. Mm-hmm. And the headquarters says, you need new branding after five years. Yep. You got to pay for that. Yeah. Um, there's typically, not always, but in many of these instances, there's a marketing budget where it's like a fee on top of the sales where you have to pay for your own marketing, but you do it through them. You have no control. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, yeah, we do the SEO and the Google words for you. And then <laughs> do that they? Before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I think we kind of come across is a little bit anti-franchise, which is fair to say. Yep. 
because there are so many instances where it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but there are some good instances, like some, we've talked about gyms, like gyms mowing and gyms this and gyms that. Gyms mowing, there's a lot of them around. They tend to get clients pretty easily because gyms sends them through and mm. they do get charged. But I think personally there's no, like, I guess, alternative to just starting it yourself. But in this case, this person saying, oh, I um, want to start this physio business, it is more work to start your own business. Yeah. Like you don't just walk in and there's branding on the wall and you don't, you got to pick a logo. You got to pick a website. You got to pick the, the booking system that people use. You got to pick your hours. That's all the fun stuff. <laughs> it is the fun stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people are looking, I'd say a lot of people that get into this are looking for an easy solution when business is already so hard. Mm. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I don't think it's any harder to start your own business. Like you, the time just being spent elsewhere. Because starting a franchise, you still need to find your own lease, your lease holding, get your leases employees. reviewed, find your own employees, um, start following this guide that you've got no idea about, going through reading the guiding, the marketing, going through the budgets, how much you've got to mm. break evens. I think it's just as much work. It's just different type of work and you're sort of, I don't know if you're guaranteed any sort of revenue, mm. but I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, we're all very passionate people about what we do and I think I think that's really important for you know being successful in business have being passionate about what you do can you really be that passionate about someone else's business yeah. starting you know a franchise it's interesting because like for the three of us I think if we were going to sit down and have a brainstorm with someone and we we're going to say hey yeah you know like your like logo like this is exciting bit. like what kind of logo do you want let's go back and find a designer let's go back and forth a few times let's make sure it really works let's find that web domain make sure no one's got it yeah choose a business name no one's got let's make it fun or creative or boring if that's what you want uh that is the best part of it yeah. i find yeah i, I like agree baby. i agree i agree and you know to to start or to buy part of a franchise group they're not cheap either it's not like you're going in with a thousand dollars buying a franchise group and off you yeah. go, there's still lots of money. Then the trade-off is if you were to use the exact same funds, yeah. value of whatever you're you're looking to buy, because some of these can go for, you know, up to $100,000, these franchises. If you were to put $100,000 into your physio business, how much marketing could you do yourself? How much influence can you have on just the community around you, reach out to your networks, which will be free as well? Yeah. I, I just think you would get a far better result Yep. Being, you know, personable, you know, selling yourself as a physio, you know, getting in. I, f I think you'll, you'll figure out that these bookings come very, very quick. Yeah, and it's because it's not turnkey, you're in there You've and, you know, if you think you're not going to know where to start, things are going to come up. Okay, like you said, booking system, I need a booking system. You just follow that customer journey and you'll be able to map it all out mm. from when they walk in the door or when the lead comes in. You can map it all out, picking out your softwares and whatnot. I, I'm, I'm not the biggest advocate for franchises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say I'm not either. Yeah. Um, unless you want to, you distinctly want a Macca's or a KFC. Yeah. Well, then you're going to need one. Different, yeah. yeah. But they're going to cost you millions. Bomb. Yeah. Mm. So, um, this, I got the impression when I was talking to, about this with Drew the other day, I got the impression with this person, it sounds like they may not have that much experience. And I think no matter what you do, if you're a physio, if you're a, I don't know, marketer, if you're a whatever, insert pl Service-based business. Yeah. Whatever you are, you want to make sure that you have experience at some of the places that you 
you know, want to work. So like you want to find like a really good business that does something really well. Take one thing from that, which is yeah. what you've said you've done. And I've done the same thing. Then you go and work in another place and you take some experience from that and say, oh, well, they use a different booking system. These guys have a better website. Those guys have good foot traffic. These guys have this. Like, and take all that and then put it into something better. Um, and I think that's a much better option than trying to think, maybe I'll just become my own business owner, like six months out of uni, here I am. Like save some money, go and get the experience, then come back to it. And I think what you'll find is that if you speak to the business owners, some of them will say, oh, their franchise is pretty good. Some of them will say not. I come across one recently also in the health industry and they'd been running this and they'd, they'd become a, I think you call it like a master franchise where you don't just have one clinic, you have like rights to like a whole area. region. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you can sub license. Sound more like multi-level Multi market. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about that. Yeah. Herbalife all over again. Tupperware. But what they found is they're trying to sell some now yeah. of their spots and um, there's a 50% transfer fee. No way. So this was in their original agreement. They signed like six years ago. They didn't realize in their franchise agreement that if they sold one of their sites, 50% of the gross fee, the overall fee, has to go back to the business owner of the brand. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Because you don't be, you don't begin with the end in mind or, or yeah, in those right. businesses. No. You're not thinking about that. Yeah. It's just that's a, even if it's successful, you got half yeah, as much. You're still you're still gonna cop it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> just sounds like the, the person at the top is making the most money. Like oh. any all of those contracts, and because they're so diligent in the contracts and how everything's set up, it's always set up for the person at the top. Yeah. Like you said, whether it's marketing, whether it's if you know, if you have a shop in the Westfield, sometimes I can peg the rent uh, turnover to the rent. So like yeah. you're 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 forever paying the top person. Yeah. It's just, it's not a good model for the, if you're going into it, it's a good model for the guy at the top, yeah. but not if you're going to buy into a franchise. If you think about it from the other foot, like think about the person that owns, like say just KFC, for example. Imagine if you just own the brand. Someone comes and pays you, let's say a million or two million. I don't know what it costs for a franchise. Say it's mm. two million bucks for a franchise. They pay you $2 million for you to let them use your thing that you don't take any cost for. And then you, you're like- Oh, yeah, and you want to buy the chicken and the oven that's ours? Like, you have to buy that through us, by the way. We're going to make 10 or 20% on that. And Just <laughs> margins everywhere. Like, yeah. everywhere you hear Forever just making like, money. Yeah. yeah. And then when you sell, I'm going to take 10%. Yeah. Like- well, it would be more important for the for the heads of KFC to be selling the franchises than you would to be making money from even, like, the, the percentage that they take in turnover. Mm. They wouldn't really- sort of care too much about that. You'd, you'd be trying just to sell more and more and more stores. Mm. Yeah. That's the, where the model would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd, for yeah. sure. I think the, the good thing about Maccas and KFC is they've maintained their brand quality as they've scaled. Because yes. a lot of them brands can lose, they can dilute their brand as they grow, but they're very stringent on who does what. Yep. Like there's a lot of checks and balances. So there. then is it your business? I would say no. Um, like I've heard only this is my limited experience, but I've only heard good things from KFC and uh, Macca's franchises. I haven't heard good things from the other ones. Yeah, I've heard it the same, Yeah, especially for Macca's. And going back to it, it's because of the processes. That's why it is what it is. That's why whether you go to a store here in Melbourne, any any country in the world, you're going to get the same thing. It's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Mm. Like, yeah, when you think about it, it's all process-based. Yeah. The yeah. food's processed and the processes are- <laughs> <laughs> But the processes on the processed food. Yeah. 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 And, it's, and it's true. Like I was trying to think of like some puns, but it's like the original recipe. It's like 
get, get rich using other people's money. Yeah. yeah. So like that's what a franchise model is. If you design mm. the franchise, you other people give you their money for you to get rich, basically. Like they're going to mm. do the work for you. Colonel so, Sanders had the original recipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the chicken and to print money. Yeah, yeah, the chicken <laughs> print money. Yeah, but it is. Like it's like that's honestly what's going on here mm. is like don't, I, I don't think it – I'd say more often than not, it's not a good experience. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, to, to summarize a little bit, it's like, so franchising, you know, massive corporations, probably a good thing. But when you're talking at a smaller scale for a smaller brand, probably not worth it. Yeah. Really, because how much can the brand value really be worth for a fairly small sort of franchise, call it? There was a um I showed you guys this one earlier on. I think it was called like I'm not gonna like I don't wanna hate on <laughs> these call owners. on the mount. <laughs> but there was one here on Seek that was like um it was like baby balls or something, and it was like indoor soccer but for kids and I, oh yeah, that's it was right. fifty grand, right? This is for the franchise. Now it sure, that sounds crazy. Like it sounds crazy. Like just go to a school stadium and organize your own Facebook group and create your own kids' soccer thing, whatever. But Maybe there's something to it. So when you explore this and you find one of these things online, you sign the NDA, non-disclosure agreement, blah, 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 um, they might have like a contract already in place. Just scrolling on the iPhone, look how many there are there's, for the same thing. Noodle box, noodle box, noodle box, noodle box, noodle box, noodle box. It's the same. Yeah. So it must be the um, you're buying the area. You know, on, on yours, like we've seen it before where and there's they scale it. Where like, let's say, for example, in the first year, you have to give 50% away. In your second year, it's, you know, call it 30, 40% until, you know, you start reaching certain deadlines. So, even if you start it within the first year, it's not doing very, very well. You're like, oh, you know what? Better in year two. <laughs> let's sell it or let's let's try and pull out. It's like, oh, no, by the way, you're not even going to be able to recoup your costs. Yeah. Half of it's going back to us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, let's do it for another year. Oh, by the way, we're still not going to let you recoup your costs. <laughs> we're going to take a little bit less, but we're still going to take some yeah. from you. So, we're, yeah. That's, that's so, it's so bad. I, it's just like summarizing it, capitalism. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there it is. Um, <laughs> the bad side of capitalism, though, because I feel yeah. like a lot of people go into this and they're quite vulnerable to the system. Like, they think that- um, this thing, oh, it's a good brand. Like, I always go to Essential Beauty. I don't, but, like, imagine if I did. Yeah. I'd maybe be more inclined to use that. Um, and, sure, there are instances where it can work really, really well. But the difference is you kind of get a lot of oversight and you get, you know, not much of the, not as much of the upside. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think for the most part, like, we can't tell you what to do, but particularly something like physio, you can afford to start- small and build up absolutely Uh, uh, there's very little barriers to entry yeah and even like a a service business in itself if you just provide a good service the word of mouth referral system is unbelievable it's probably it's got the best conversion rates ever yeah Yeah. Yeah. even using that like a how would we do it as a physio you can even go and rent rent a room so you don't have to sign a lease yeah yeah go rent a room start building your clients yeah like you said word of mouth um do a letterbox drop speak to some doctors to build referral programs you can you don't even have to do that physio you can probably go to people's homes a lot of, drop. Uh, yeah yeah a mobile physio a mobile yeah. physio I'll, yeah. I'll come to you yeah yeah i'll bring my my van i've got my equipment i've got my table i'll yeah. come to you there you go you don't even and then you maintain you get all the revenue you don't have to profit share with a, someone you're renting a yeah. room off yeah or a do it part-time or yeah, yeah. Just do it part-time just start now straight away so you know i offer yeah you know, lunchtime services and just target an area around your workplace. 
Eat, eat lunch go while you footy, drive. Go to a footy club. Yeah, spot do, on. Do yeah. the training for a while yeah. and uh, offer your services there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I remember when I used to play footy and there were like two a new physio every year because that's what they were doing. Yeah. They were just trying to build that client base. They were yeah. fresh in business. They'd go there. And the amount of touch points you have with potential clients, mm. like you, the parents are there, you can run them just stretching sessions and whatnot. Mm. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, if you're good at it, especially if you're good at it, because I, I don't think you look to start your own business in a service-based sort of industry unless you, you can actually recognize your own talent saying, you know, I, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. 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 Like, I'd probably back yourself and just go, you know what, what's, how much can I make just doing it myself in a van? There's probably less risk now that I think about it going direct. I think you're it's not, a, you're not paying far for less. The, um, you're not paying for the yeah. 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever it is for the insert name of physio chain. Yeah. You're not out of pocket. There's no constant, you know, liability to pay for things, pay for marketing, pay for this. And there's so, I just feel like there's so many resources available yeah. to, to help small businesses start up from accountants, coaches. Like, I, I just feel like the money could be used better to develop I, yourself. I couldn't agree more. And I think like the only complicated part here would be like where maybe a franchise could help a devil's advocate is probably like around the practice management software, like building for veteran affairs if you have those, NDIS if you have those. That can get quite complicated. So you mm -hmm. may need to an agency or something to support you with not just the software but the know-how, like keeping up to date with that. Yeah. But other than that, you can start simple. Because even with this, like all you need is your high caps machine. Yeah. FPOS and- Use tire. Calendly, like you can use, it doesn't have to be super, super niche, the software yeah. to start off. Um, yeah. But may I'm, maybe we should just start our own franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Physio, so easy. reach out to us. Yeah. We'll do it for you. Yeah. 30% like, of your revenue. <laughs> like most business owners, like for us, like we'd like to help people. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's physios out there that are happy to help as well. Yeah. Like reach out to a couple well-known physios in the area saying, hey, how do you do this? I'm yeah. starting up. I'm new. I'm looking into it. What sort of, what's your tech stack? Yeah. yeah go and buy, a co buy them a coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, have a conversation, you know, find a mentor. This is where mentors become fantastic, right? Especially down, you know, integrating softwares, trial and error for basic things that, that probably could have been, you know, weeded out early. Mentors yeah. are fantastic for it. They go, no, no, don't use that. Yeah. Use this. Yeah. That, that coffee, that'll be that four or $5 will be the best investment you'll make for yeah. that hour, two hours you get to sit there mm. and pick their brain. And if you don't want to ring a physio clinic in your area, ring one, you know, if you're in Sydney, ring one in Melbourne. Yeah. Mm. Have yeah. a phone call. Yeah. There's a million Five minutes, to we'll see it. what yeah. you get mm. from it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great. So we're not anti-anti-franchise. <laughs> we're just be very careful because I've probably seen more bad cases than good cases. Yeah. yeah I think you hear about more of the bad ones anyway. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I don't know, I think we're, we're all a bit biased. I love when people back themselves. Yeah. There's just like a emotional sort of connection to yeah. to someone who's going, you know what, you can't stop me. I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Go and get it. And um, think in terms of risk, uh, what's the like the mis mit uh, mitigation, risk minimization framework? If you don't do it, what happens? If you do do it, what happens? Yeah. Like, to be honest, the downside isn't that big for starting it yourself and going around. You can always do a franchise later on if you want to. That's exactly right. You can start it by yourself. Give it a crack because I guarantee you're probably going to break even worst case scenario in a service-based industry. Yeah. yeah. And you can do it later. Yeah. yeah. Just like the opportunity cost is- Have a shot. Yeah. Take it. 
Yeah. You miss 100% of the... Yeah. Yeah. What would you say before? Yeah, what would you say before You the, miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's the one. <laughs> air ball after air ball, that'd be me. <laughs> free throw line. Yeah, so give it a shot. This is a great, great thing. Um, you got three three fans here anyway, so uh, let us know if you do go ahead with it. That'd be great to know. But uh, Jordan, Daniel, Grace Space Advisory in Sydney, helping clients all around the country. Get in touch with touch with these guys if you do want help with your accounting if your strategy's out of whack and you need some help these guys can get you straight uh and just reach out send your questions in send your feedback in we're here every week thursday mornings dropping a podcast in your inbox helping you with tax finance marketing whatever send us your feedback cheers awesome thank you thanks thanks for listening to this episode of the australian business podcast I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. If you're a small business owner or an expert like an accountant, lawyer, investor, or entrepreneur, I want to hear from you. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do with this podcast series, so I'm looking for sponsors as well as potential co-hosts, and of course, I'm eager to invest in businesses run by talented people. If you're looking for a supporter or advisor, a silent partner, or even an investor to support your growth, I can help. Please contact me via the RASC website. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.